Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome back to the Sofa Cinema Club, episode number 14. I am Colton Smith and I'm joined by... Jack P. Shepard, Ben Price. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together and we educate each other on films, the films we should have seen but we haven't. Each week we watch a film set by each other and then we come into the studio every Thursday and talk about what we loved, hated and rated. The beauty of our film club is that anyone can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the film at home and then come and listen to us every Thursday. I've said Thursday twice, so it is Thursday. Um, This week's film is Fight Club. And the one rule of Fight Club is that we can't talk about Fight Club. So, good night, God bless. Um, <laughs> see you next week. Um, this week's film is Fight Club. But before we get into talking about that, what's been going on? How's your week been? I thought I would try and catch up on some sleep, because you both know that I don't sleep that much. <laughs> so what, have you been in bed for ten years? <laughs> if you had to catch up on sleep, Shepard, you wouldn't wake up for until you were my age. You haven't slept since I've known you. In the ten years I've known you, you come in and go, oh, I went to bed at five, I woke up at six. Yeah. And you saying catch up on sleep is a bit weird because you can't can't choose to go to sleep, can you? No, well, I have. I've been forcing myself earlier and earlier and earlier. (laughs) (laughs) What, getting into bed in the morning? Yeah. Waking up and going, I'll go back to bed. I've tried everything. I've tried... um, Hot milk before bed and all that. Medita- I don't want to try pills. Meditation, I don't want to try anything like meditation. That. You tried that? I tried. I tried hit, uh, getting hypnotherapy at one point. Did yeah, you go to, to a, a couple didn't of classes? Did you go to a place yeah. where they look at your sleep? Because you get migraines, don't you? Yeah, I don't know if that's connected though. In it, no sleep. Oh, I don't know. Headaches? It might be. Um, so, how's it going? I got six hours last night. It was broken. <laughs> That's good. It I, was I feel broken. like we should clap. It was broken. I got six hours broken by five in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I did wake up a few times during the night, but that's... So what time did you stay in bed when you woke up? Yeah, I do the old tossing and turning. Uh, the worst thing, the phone, when don't I, you, in the morning? Mm. The worst thing about um, you not sleeping, when I used to live with you, I remember vividly, I woke up once and it was about 4am. 
an insidious playing downstairs. <laughs> he talked this on a pod- he talked this on a previous podcast. It, wait, it still gives me nightmares now. Every time I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm like, oh god. And we should what's, be just that sat in a dark room with the telly light but in ben, his face. He'd, he'd fallen know, asleep. Help, he'd fallen asleep. Yeah. So insidious is on full blast, and he's fallen asleep. <laughs> I didn't realise that when you do fall asleep, you can't be woken up. Oh yeah, if I'm yeah, if I'm you go gone. and you yeah. you went once on the sofa, do you remember that? Mm. Coulson went, and I went. Oh, don't worry, I'll wake him up. He'll get in an mm. Uber, he'll be off. Coulson looks Insomnia, at me. similar to Edward Norton's character in. Fight do you know Club. what? What? How cool is that? You've deliberately yeah. not slept to be Edward Norton. <laughs> and Coulson's been just, training just to be Brad Pitt. <laughs> I must be Helena Bonham and a Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried to say a name last night. I tried to practice it, and I just thought I'm I just saw gonna... her. I saw her in the film, and I thought this is a great one. It's got all the elements. This film. It's got her in it. What's her name? Coulson. Her, her from Harry Potter. That's what I'm her from Harry her Potter. From Harry Potter. What? Bella so, Bellatrix the Strange, isn't it? That's the name. Is that it? Bellatrix. So, Bellatrix the um, Strange. So. Is it is it just day one of you trying to get to sleep, Jack? Or have you had yeah, a... day yeah, day one. Day one, there we go. Day one, six hours. Whoosh. Yeah. And then um there it goes going, Well, Colson, what you been up to? Well I've actually we, got some on, sleep related something news. up here. Mm. It's not actually a week, is it? No, it's not. It's not been a week. Since it's, 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 actually, it's actually been two days. <laughs> because yeah, it's been because we're trying to we're trying to catch up on bank and app, which is yeah. We well, you screwed up, didn't you, with with te- the sound of the lands. So te- we were always, errors. you know, <laughs> then just a day in front. Yeah. So we're trying to bank an episode. If one of us goes ill, at least we've got some. If one of us can't, if one of us sleeps and we can't, get <laughs> it doesn't up, wake up. We've banked it. So in the last two days, Coulson, what have you been up to? So I have some big sleep-related news, actually. Oh, I don't know if you remember episode one of series two. I bought myself a pregnancy pillow. Oh yeah, you did. And I Are woke you pregnant? up. I, I it worked. <laughs> it worked. It t- I took a while. Took half a series, but we're very happy. It's, ju- it's during March. I woke up and it was completely torn to shreds. I don't know what I have done in my sleep, but eating it. it. It looks like Hannibal Lecter had a go at it. Like, the, the stuffing was everywhere. I'm still picking stuffing up from bits. And it took a whole bin bag to get rid of. It was massive. Oh, no. oh you destroyed it tossing and turning, literally. Well, I'm, I've, I've obviously just ripped it and kept ripping it. It looks like <laughs> I've ripped it with my toenail and then my foot's just been digging the sponge out all night. <laughs> Cut this, your toenails. Was this, yeah, was this after watching Fight Club? Did you go no. first rule of Fight Club? Right, come on, pregnancy pillow, you're having it tonight. <laughs> Oosh. That's been thrown out. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you get the old time hot memories, don't you, Jack, of what yeah, you're doing? Yeah, So, two years ago today, I was in Rome, and it was the World Cup. Oh, yeah. So, you know exactly what happened two years ago today, yeah. don't you, Jack? I fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you fall asleep? I fell asleep in the lift, <laughs> going back to my apartment. So I'm away. I'm out of the country. <laughs> it was 15 seconds. 15 seconds. I was Floor eight. And Be- during that time, some nice neighbour, lovely saw person, me asleep, must be a lovely yeah. person, took a picture, and then just left me. And then I remember waking up and going, "Oh, 
We're here. <laughs> We're here. Got up and went to my flat. Next day, papers, Shepherd falls asleep in lift. Oh, it went, to the, pa- it went to the papers, did it? Yeah. The, the best thing was... Quote from the, the person quote. said, she tried to help me. Mm, no. But I, I was in Rome. Ben, you weren't at work. So technically, both the responsible adults weren't there. So yeah. it's it's kind of our fault in a way. If you had 48 hours with no sleep to... I, I know what you mean, Jack. You know what, them Jack? ten seconds in a lift. I wish I could make them go quicker. Do you know what? <laughs> do you know what? One Guinness Book of Records for you, Jack. Most longest time awake you could do. No, that's I've a, done longer than that. Longer that's than enough. what? Longer than forty-eight hours, Jack. Yeah, that's too. What do you days. mean you've done longer than forty-eight hours with no sleep? Longer just, than forty-eight just, hours, Jack. Is I'm thinking three days with no sleep. What were you, four. in some kind of army kind of You've thing? You've done four days. Four, yeah, just insomnia. I just... bet you were in a great shape after four, didn't you? Start no, seeing you things. you start to hallucinate. Yeah, you do, yeah. Oh, dear. Ooh, it's it's better now. Six hours, come on. That's progress. <laughs> progress. Massive progress. <laughs> God, you got to take that. That's pretty much hibernation for you. You're like a bear. I've had six hours. It's equivalent to six months in Jack's sleep years. <laughs> Well, Jack, I have an idea that might help you sleep. Go on. I think we need to go to Fight Club. (laughs) (laughs) What a segment. It's not a segment, it's a segue. (laughs) I like that. What a segment. Segway, segway. I said segway, not segment. segment. What a segment. Terry's chocolate orange. (laughs) What a segue. (laughs) Would you like a piece of segway? Eh? Segment, segment, um, orange segway, me- orange segment. Oh, I tell you, maybe what. that's why the jobs haven't been rolling in. Se- segway, segway. I like the way you said it though. I love the, the enthusiasm. What a segment. Let's keep that in. And what a se- yeah. what a segment. So on to segment away mm-hmm. to Fight Club. Sure, go, Ben. I knew you'd fucking Ooh, say yes. that. You arsehole. <laughs> It's my go on the really short films, but it's your go, Ben, on the two and a half hour marathon. I think I've got to keep the synopsis quite short, haven't I? Mm. Because we're going to talk about... Because Shepard might fall asleep. And it's a long (laughs) film. So, um, Edward Norton's character, who is actually nameless, uh, is an insomniac. There we go. And we open it on him going into different uh, meetings, don't we? He sort of lies awake... He goes into these meetings, AA, uh, meetings about cancer and all these, and in it he can cry, get rid of his emotions, and he realises he lets something out, and he does sleep. In the course of this, he sees someone else who's doing the same as him, Helena Bonham Carter. Anyway, he's a guy who travels all over the country looking at insurance claims for a big car manufacturer. Very boring life, very normal life, but he can't sleep, and he wants something more. Meets a guy on a plane, Tyler Durden, played by Brad Pitt, who seems pretty exciting, who makes soap. He then gets off the plane, thinks nothing of it, goes back to his flat. His flat's been blown up. It's completely destroyed. So he's got nowhere to live. He's obviously got no friends. Keep it short. Oh, and then they (laughs) set up a club of fighting, and then it ends. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I can't believe Shepard came in. He woke up, came in. So anyway, he rings He rings Brad Pitt's character, Tyler Dern, says, I need a place to stay. They go to a bar to get to know each other. They're sitting outside. Brad Pitt's character says, hit me, which the, which the first hit is real. He really hits Brad Pitt. In his ear? 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's why Brad Pitt screams because he said, you hit me in the fucking ear. And he really did hit him in the ear. They have Fincher a fight. asked him to, didn't he? What? Yeah. He wasn't meant to. He was meant to fake, fake fight, fake hit him. Yeah. And Fincher said, hit him in the ear. Yeah. And just then, to catch him off guard. Uh, they have a fight. They feel great after the fight. They start fighting a bit more and they set up Fight Club. So Brad Pitt, in the Fight Club with all these boys around, goes through the rules of Fight Club. First rule of Fight Club, Coulson? Nobody talks about Fight Club. Second rule? <laughs> you can't talk about Fight Club. Perfect. So yeah. you see them get this Fight Club together and it gets bigger and bigger, don't you? So, interesting. I watched this film a little bit differently to normal. Oh, on a TV? Well, no. no, no pregnancy pillow. No, no pregnancy, pregnancy pillow. pillow. Downstairs Watched with your mum and dad? Downstairs with my mum and dad. Hello. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awkward. Sex scene? Awkward? Slightly awkward. A little bit, but don't, don't worry, because <laughs> mum fell asleep, so it's all right. But hold um, on, Coulson. Let's, let's start at the beginning here. You've got a settee sofa problem, haven't you, in your house? I had the poof. Mm. A bit like at the flat. No, just poof? Or no, settee I, I, and poof? I, I had a corner of the... I moved my mum out of her corner of the settee. <laughs> And I had the corner and the poof, and she had the other corner, and then my dad was just dining full. room chair. <laughs> my dad was across the old sofa, loving life. So they were happy to watch it. Basically, I'd said I'm watching the film tonight, and my dad said I've never seen that. Was he not? I said, "Do you want to watch it?" And he said, "Yeah." So we watched it, and then Mum went, "I'll give it the first ten minutes, and then I'll go and watch Married at First Sight Australia." <laughs> And to be fair What's to my mum... What's Married at First Sight? Do you know what? We're reviewing it next week. It's mint. <laughs> um, scientists match people together yeah, and they get married without meeting each other. What? So the first time they meet each other is what? The, the girl gets out of the limo and the groom's there and they meet each other and they get married. What? Oh, no. What? They get legally married? Yes. And they have to stay together for a year and then afterwards they decide whether they want to be together or not. Yeah, you you can't get divorced until yeah. after a year, can you? So mum's currently watching the Australian series because I think the English one's finished. What channel, Coles? I'm getting I'm not, I'm on E4. That. E4. I can't imagine e they get many people pulling out for that, can they? I think they're doing oh, I'm getting married to someone I've not met. <laughs> I'm doing the celebrity version next week. <laughs> I'll tell you what, me and Jack will come. Are you marrying the pregnancy pillow? <laughs> We've been together a year, we're very happy, and then I ripped it apart one night. But in, in all fairness to mum, she, she sat it out. What time did you start? Half seven, so we were finished by ten. Okay. What did I don't you know how you can watch a film like that when it's so bright outside. And they haven't got blinds in the living room. Oh, it, it, I did a complete balls up, didn't I? I started late. I finished Ooh. it past two. Oof. That's why Ooh. you're late to the podcast. Oh. Did you past think it was two. just a two-hour film? No, I knew it was two and a half hours, but uh, I had so much going on. There was so much going on, I couldn't get to the telly till like half uh. eleven. As soon as Brad Pitt said, the first rule of Fight Club is that nobody talks about Fight Club, my dad went, CJ, and clicked his fingers and pointed at my mum, who had glass of wine in her hand, not <laughs> spilling it, and just slowly... <laughs> Snoring away, loving life, <laughs> rocking away. She's going to kill you for this. Oh, she would be Yeah, fuming. actually, I thought we weren't bringing them into the uh, podcast anymore after the last debacle. About your dad's vegan burger debacle. <laughs> and, uh, there, there I will, remember there that. Will be Still issues. scars him. And then 
because my, my dad's off work today, so my mum just tried to go to my dad's office to do some work, and I went, you can't, I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> Producer Ben says you're not allowed because we'll be able to hear you. <laughs> so she's already, she's been so, dismissed after the film. Where do we start? Do we start at the beginning? What did you know about the film, Coulson? I thought it was about fighting. Yeah. Well done. Anything else? No, and everyone I told said that when they go, what film are you doing this week? And I say Fight Club. They're like, oh, well, that's a short podcast, isn't it? Because you can't talk about it. And I was going, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'd heard the same joke about ten times. I'd, and then I made the joke. <laughs> the the and then you made the joke because it's such a good joke. That joke you told me, I'm going to use it if that's all right. I can't talk on the pocket. No, wait, you wait. Because they're going to ask me what I thought of the film. And I go, I can't talk about it. You wait, you wait. Meatloaf. Ho, ho, hello. I know. Random, isn't it? Random. <laughs> and massive tits. How have they done that? 90 what? pound prosthetics. Birdseed. They were filled with birdseed. So the makeup designer to get the, really to went get the, for it, yeah. The proper jiggle. Have I ever told you my <laughs> meatloaf story? No, but you are gonna. I feel like I might have heard it, but go on. I feel like it, I I'll know keep it something. short. So there we were. You know one of those carvery things? Oh yes, I do know this story. I <laughs> do know Sunday. this story. There yeah. we were. You have as much as as much as you want to eat, which is basically the meat in it and a Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. We're in this um, hotel back home, and we're all sat there. Stuffing our faces with carvery. Two tables away. Meatloaf. He's done a concert on Sunday dinner. Now, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know my mum is absolutely like a missile going to go over to Meatloaf. And I'm just waiting for what's going to be said. <laughs> so we're in there. And I'm like, Dad's gone. Dad's head's gone. My head's gone. My brothers, don't go. Don't go over. Don't go over. So she didn't, fair play. We finished eating, finished the pudding. We get up to go. She goes past his table and she goes, Hello, Mr. Loaf. <laughs> Silence. Silence. Oh Me, my brother, dad. You called him Mr. Like his first name is Meat. Me- Meat. Hello, Meat. How are you doing? His second name is Loaf. Like he's gone to a bank. And gone, why do we open this account? Well, Meatloaf. My name's Mr. Loaf. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Loaf. He's tongue-tied. He's been famous for a long time. It's just about bat out of hell time. Massive. No one's come Massive. to him and gone, Hello, Mr. Loaf. Oh, wow. There we go. There we go. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, Meatloaf's in it. He's very good. He's very, very good. Now, we see me- So he plays Bob, doesn't he? Who's yes. at the testicular count- cancer. Cancer. Cancer care group. Yes, yeah. And he cries. So basically, doesn't he? Yeah. We see the character with no name go into these different groups and these different meetings, and basically, he's moaning to someone at work. And the guy he's moaning to says, "If you really want to see sad and heartbreak, go to the testicular cancer group on this day." So he goes. He sees them all cry, and he cries too. And then he gets a bit of a kick out of it because it makes him sleep. So he starts to go to all of these groups. And the whole film is kind of done by a voiceover, isn't it, of him. Yeah. You're following him like he's narrating in the the book. Yeah. Meatloaf has got testicular cancer, has had it, and he cries into his chest, doesn't he? Into the birdseed. Into the birdseed. But he also sees Helena Bonham Carter there, who's doing the same as him. So they're going to all different groups. And they get a kick out of it. So they haven't got they haven't got any of these illnesses. No, yeah. they've got none of them. 
and they're going to tuberculosis, bowel cancer, tuberculosis. Like they're going tuberculosis. That's tuberculosis. I love it. Actually. Sir Garney Weaver. This be great in your world. Must be great. It's tough to not be able to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Jack can't sleep. I can't see anymore. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, so then we move on, and he gets on the plane, doesn't he? He's just quite a boring job. And that's the yeah. first... Now, you, do you know who Brad Pitt is, Coulson? As soon as I met Brad Pitt's character, I went, okay, that's Brad Pitt. Okay. But we had just seen him in Seven, and he does yeah. look exactly the same. <clears throat> yeah. Same time, isn't it? And he is wearing the same leather jacket that he wears in Once Upon a guess, Time in Hollywood. Guess how much he got paid. For that yeah. film... Guess how much Edward Norton got paid? And guess I know this. And guess how on. much he got Go paid? Coulson. Ten? No. Seventeen and a half. And I think Edward Norton what? got about two. Yeah, eight hundred K, something like that. It's a shit stick when you're on the plane and he turns around and he goes, Oof, don't know what to do with all this money I'm earning. <laughs> what <Yeah>. do you mean? <laughs> and and Edward Norton has twice a workload, doesn't he's he? He's very good, isn't he, Edward yeah. Norton? He's yeah. very, very good. But, but Brad Pitt, like you were saying before, though, Ben, on a different podcast, I can't remember what the film was, he makes that film a greenlit film. Yes, he does. Yeah. So yeah. without Brad Pitt, yeah. it won't get yeah. made. You're right. So that's why he can justify he's 17 yeah, and a yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are we... Right. So when when was seven? What year? 95. And this is so 99. This comes after seven. He just had a bit of a bomb with... Do you remember me... Ooh, are you hearing that? Who is that? Who is my that? Laptop? It's yeah. my laptop. It's the bloody emails. You, How do you we don't read your emails. emails. I know. How, why have you got them? I get thousands. That's why I don't read them. Who from? The sleeping apps. Yeah. Oh, just people. You know when they say, what's your email? And we'll add you to the main in, mailing list. I just give them a generic one and... Still they gets to feel you. Happy that the email. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you're right. He just done Meet Joe Black. Do you remember that film, Jack? And it yeah. bombed. I really, I really, I thought he was great. In so it. we meet Brad Pitt, who looks mint, doesn't he? And he's completely the opposite of Edward <laughs> Norton's character, who looks knackered and strung out, hasn't slept. Mm. It's a bit like mm. me being on a plane next to Shepard. <laughs> 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 and he and and sort of Brad Pitt's character Tyler Dern represents everything that he wants probably to be. he wants to be, doesn't yeah. he? So his flat blows up. They land. His flat blows up. Then he's got to find a place to live, and he goes to live with Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt lives in this massive house which they built. Yeah, I did think it looked like a set because that can't still be standing. Yeah, true. It's your run of the mill, the haunted house, isn't they, it? They built 70 sets for that film. Wow. Mm. Looks very like um, Seven. Yes. It, the sets. He yes. likes this sort of dark and gloomy, doesn't he? What do he, you think, think of you? the colours, Coulson? What do you think of, like... Because you're looking at that now, which is interesting, isn't it? The colours are quite muted for a lot of it, and then suddenly very bright, like very bright green or very bright red. So you know how the diner, it looks dark and dreary, and then it's got the bright neon sat like... Yeah, mm. I like how some bits stand out, and the rest is just you know like slate greys and greens, yeah. isn't it? Like yeah. really <clears throat> dark. He wasn't I- first pick Fincher for this film. The studio wanted 20th Century Fox wanted Peter Jackson, and he read it and said how much he did like the book and he liked the script, but he was too busy preparing for Lord of the Rings, which obviously uh, came out in 2001. So he turned it down. So then 
it went to um what's it? Brian Singer who directed Usual Suspects which you've seen that film yeah he Basic. got it next he refused it and then it went to Danny Boyle Danny Boyle loved it but said he was concentrating on the beach so he had to turn it down and it was only when the studio went to Fincher once they went what about this guy he did seven that looks quite cool Maybe he couldn't do something with it. And later on, when the film came out, Brian Singer said, oh, I wish I did that film. I actually never read the script. I just lied and said I did. Wow. <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> Note to self. He shot three times the amount of film. Did you notice the way it was shot, Coulson? So many shots in it. So many different shots. Which is weird for me and you, Ben, because we don't usually like those type of films. Yes, overshot it was very mm. stylized he shot three times the amount of film you'd normally shoot in a movie he did so the he... flicker you know in seven where yes. he does the flicker and he sees gwyneth paltrow yeah he did yeah. that a few times and the scene that i found really funny was when they're at tyler's job and he's talking about the ink mat what what is it he's talking about the, in the cinema room yeah, and he'd be watching blobs that come yeah he'd be watching oh, a cigarette kid's film, burn. cigarette yeah. burns be watching a kid's film and then he'd just stick a little bit of porn in for like a flash split second and yeah. when they did the look backs on the parents and the kids and the voiceover <laughs> went they didn't know if they saw it but they saw it and, and you see these crying. kids crying <laughs> kids crying <laughs> it's brilliant yeah so what you get from Pitt is you see all these jobs if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Perhaps don't you? And he doesn't. He doesn't really give a shit. He pisses no, yeah. in the soup. Mm. He puts porn in the cinema. So he's like the sort of anti-hero that Norton wants to be. And the Fight Club gets starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But the fights are really good. They're really well yeah. done, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Do you know how they got the sound of the punching? No. The sound department punched like chicken fillets and like Oof. blocks of meat to make it sound like obviously flesh on flesh. I mean, that was shot brilliantly. Mm. Brad, Brad Pitt looks mint in it. Yeah. What did your mum think of the fight, Coles? Or was she I think, I think she out? I think she was She's asleep brilliant. by this point. Because there was a... <laughs> come a, on, come on now. There was a brilliant point later in the film, after the big reveal. A big reveal, and then it's like ten minutes till the end, in it? And then at the end, my mum goes, ooh, yeah... I didn't quite get it. I thought, well, no fucking wonder. No wonder. You, you've just been counting sheep in the best I fell asleep at the plane and I woke up at the bit where he sat on a chair. <laughs> so then we get the fight club, it gets bigger and bigger, but then you start to realise that Brad Pitt's character, Tyler Durden, is sort of is forming a different thing from the fight club, isn't he? He's forming an army. Yeah, yeah. it's che- it, it's almost... The one thing that you can't understand, which is quite clever, is who's in control. Because it's mm. very clear that Brad Pitt runs the roost. Like, he, he's yeah. the boss. But the character with no name also seems to be on level par with him. And for me, I couldn't quite understand why that was happening and why Brad Pitt's character wasn't trying to overrun him. And well, it's because they sort of invented it together. That's what Norton feels, doesn't it? Yeah, but... As the film develops, it turns into something more than fighting to sleep, doesn't it? Mm. It turns into a much bigger thing, and a lot of people go. So he, he has that scene, doesn't he, where he meets Bob, Mr. Loaf, Meatloaf. He meets him again. <laughs> call him Mr. Loaf from now on. Yeah. <laughs> so he meets Mr. Loaf in the street, and he says, we thought you were dead. Um, we haven't seen you for ages. And he says, no, I'm not dead. I've, I've just found something else. And Meatloaf says, oh, well, so have I. And he goes, oh, well, what is it? He goes, well, I can't I can't talk about it. And he goes, oh, okay, I, I'm a member. And he then, when Meatloaf, when Mr. Loaf says, I go to the Tuesdays and Thursdays, you kind of see his character go, I didn't know there was a Tuesday and yeah. Thursday. Then that's when you kind of get that it's scaled up. And so that- did you did you think to yourself? I mean, what's really good, Coulson, is you didn't know the twist. Yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah, no which, one got that twist. No, no, I no don't one. care but who you are. I, t- no, I tell no, you what, no. I, got that. Um, I tell you what, I did in- get though. I did get that it was him that blew his house up. As soon as no, yeah, 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 you get that Tyler Durden blew his house up. As soon as you meant to get that, the copper rings him. And he says about dynamite, and then yeah. the scene after he's talking about yeah. soap being dynamite. You're meant to think that. Yeah. You are meant to think Tyler's blown his house up. Yeah, but so he doesn't to th- think that, does he? When the film first no. came out, uh, I th- someone who had a chat show in America had seen Rosie a pre, O'Donnell. and she said there was a twist and what the twist was. Now, I remember, I knew before I saw the film, not what the fir- what the twist was, but I knew there was a twist. So that was a pain because I'm thinking, what is it? What is it? I'm looking for a twist here. Whereas if I'd seen it like you, Coles, and just gone, oh, there's something not quite right. 
it really would have been it was still good but do you know what i mean that twist is so good isn't it so where Very are good. we now we've moved up we've done the fight club it's getting bigger and bigger they're running a small army of blowing things up aren't they yeah going against coffee shops and i the liked government. the army recruitment policy where he makes them stand on the doorstep for three days <laughs> and then he gets the first one in and mr loaf turns up and Tyler goes, Brad Pitt says, you're never going to be in, you're too fat, you're too this. So Mr. Loaf just walks away and sulks. And then old good cop comes back out and goes, no, no, just wait there for three days and we'll but let you, you in. Have to, I see, I wa- I've seen this film before and I watched it the other night with my girlfriend, obviously knowing the twist. And it's so clever that in those scenes, where, like you mentioned when he's on the porch talking to Bob, Ed Norton's in the background, not saying a word. And Tyler's doing all the talking. Yeah. Tells him, you're too fat, old man. Your tits are too big. Piss off. And Tyler Durden walks off and goes in the house. So Bob turns around and walks off. And then Ed Norton feels obliged, snaps into Ed Norton yeah. and runs after him. So to Bob, it's it's always just Ed Norton on the doorstep. And there's a so great... never speaking at the same time. Uh, yeah. There's a good bit where Tyler starts sleeping with Bellatrix Estrange and who <laughs> Ed Norton's character turns around and says you never see them in the same room unless they're sleeping with each other and yeah. it's kind of him in the middle one going in one door one going yeah. out the other door and yeah. the narration of it after finding out the twist it's really bloody clever and then the other thing that played with my head a little bit because as I'm watching the film I'm thinking about the podcast so I thought his name was Cornelius and then I noticed that it was Rupert. And then I was like, oh, what the hell's his name? And it was about when you're in the film about an hour and a half in and you're thinking, he's still not got a name, but you don't think that big a deal of it at all, do you? No. His real name is Sebastian. It reveals it in Fight Club 2, the book. Is it n- number two? Well, there's a book. There isn't a film. So shall we talk about the twist? I think it's. I think we're yeah, heading that way it, out. Go for it, Cole. Go on. Go. Um, so from my point of view, the twist comes when Ed Norton kind of goes around America. He finds all these plane tickets and he sees that Tyler is in pretty much a different city every other week. He's gone missing. And he goes round and basically there are a fight club set up all around America and there are mini armies set up all around America and he starts to think this is getting to a level of extremity, this is getting to a level of like terrorism and he's in one of the meetings and he walks in and he says to someone, have you seen Tyler? And they give him the old, we can't talk about it, we can't talk about operation and they all, he's always addressed as sir and he speaks to this one guy and he says, have you seen Tyler? And he says, we can't talk about it. And he says, no, have you seen Tyler? And he goes, is this is this a test? And he goes, no, have you seen Tyler? And he goes, well, sir, you told us you were going to ask this. And he goes, who do you think I am? And he said, Tyler. And that's when it kind of all just goes bang, 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 isn't it? Mm. And you mm. kind of see it in Norton where he goes, oh, shit. And like, that click then my brain was kind of doing the whole last two hours of the film to kind of put two and two together and it does just make perfect sense but then what's interesting is that norton is split between himself and tyler durden 
Yeah. But then Tyler Durden knows that Norton will come to a realisation and then says, everything I say after this point will be a lie. Yeah. They're going to put bombs all over the city, aren't they? Yeah. And he Mm. goes to try and stop it. And every time he says, don't do it, they go... Yeah, you said you'd say that. <laughs> so then it's like, like he goes to the police station, doesn't he? Yeah. He goes, look, they're going to blow everything up. And then the main copper leaves to investigate it. And the other three coppers in there went, hello, sir. And he goes, yeah, don't do it now. Don't blow it up. You said you'd say that. And then he says something else. He said, yeah, we've got to cut your balls off. And he went, no, not my goes, All right, Project Mayhem can't happen, can't. And they go, yeah, you said you'd say that as well. Goes, right, I am Tyler Durden, okay, but trust me, we're definitely not doing this operation. I've got a different operation for you, and you definitely said you would say that. <laughs> so that's interesting, then, isn't it? So mm. he's, he's covered like, all of his tracks. Hasn't he's covered he? his own tracks yeah. when he knows he will realise, and he's got everything around the steps of him trying to stop what his alter ego, what Brad Pitt has created, is his own staff. So everywhere he goes looking for an answer. He's called Sir and he's treated with respect and they know exactly what he's there to do. And probably part of the realisation also is when Mr. Loaf dies, Mr. Loaf gets shot, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, yeah. And the blow is Loaf off. (laughs) (laughs) Right through the Hovis. They kill him and he's on the table and then he realises that this has gone too far. And that's almost when the split starts to happen, doesn't it? You see Norton's character go, hold on. And they don't call him a name, do they? No. He goes, he's got a name. Uh, So, sorry, Colson, carry on. So, he's found out that he's both. He's trying to get everything stopped being blown up. Yeah, so he's found out that they're the same person. And he is kind of more trying to stop everything that he's done. But he also knows that his plan's faultless because when he's in the house, he's looking around and he doesn't know the plan because Tyler, Brad Pitt, his alter ego, has created the plan. So he's looking around and he's looking at maps and then he works out that they've been making explosives and he works out all the addresses. So he knows that they're going to blow up these buildings. So he goes to try and stop it. And then he... Where does he? Where does he meet Brad Pitt again? Where well, are they? He goes to the building. He goes to the credit card buildings where yeah. there's going to be bombs there. And Brad Pitt just turns up because obviously it's his split personality, so he's always there. Yeah, because you see the CCTV up, of him beating himself self up. up yeah. yeah, which and do you know what? Do you know what I thought was incredibly clever? The scene where he's with his boss and he beats himself up because yeah. that is so so good, like incredible. Yeah. And then when you realise that they're the same person, and that technically is what the whole film has been, but you've seen Brad Pitt, mm. I was like, fuck. Well, what does he say in that scene when he's with his boss? Just as he's about, just as he punches himself and he's about to go in the bookcase, he's only got one line, it freezes, and it says, for some reason, I thought of my first fight with Tyler. And then he lands in the bookcase. Um, wow. If you watch it for a second, you see so much more. Like, there's, there's a bit on the train when they're talking about which president they'd like to fight and there's Brad Pitt and Ed Norton and it's a crammed train, do you remember? Yeah. yeah. And there's this guy that bumps in yes. in front of yeah. Brad Pitt, yeah. says nothing, but yeah. bumps in front of Edward Norton and says sorry. It's just wow. little things like that. Little and when tiny he's things. talking to Helena Bonham Carter when she comes down in the morning mm. and he says, oh, what, what, you, you stayed the night? Yeah. 
and she goes oh piss off because then yeah. you realise he's, he's been, been with her all night yeah. Yeah. yeah they're having an argument aren't they and he's downstairs in the cellar and he goes you're not talking about me are you it's almost like he's split personality yeah. he's down in yeah, the basement yeah. and he goes yeah. don't, don't talk about me this conversation then he goes this conversation he goes it's over it's over yeah. it's like he's just whispering in his head yeah, in his own to head. Say. so there, clever there's that scene again where he's at the office and he says that he, he's in his body but Tyler's words are coming out of his mouth mm. and it kind of all it it, it it leads to a point where such a twist that done badly could have ruined the film couldn't it but I think you also noticed it straight away couldn't you yeah what's really good is also that casting of Norton v Pitt Pitt looks so extraordinary and he's trained, and Norton's this kind of tired, everyman guy. It's mm. just so visual, that film. And then at the very end, Tyler Dern's there, Norton's character's there on a chair, all beaten up. Tyler Dern's got a gun, and they've got four minutes till the plan, everything's going to blow up, don't Yep. They? He realises that if Tyler Durden is him, then the gun's not in Tyler's hand, it's in his hand. And he looks down, and Edward Norton's got the gun. Yeah. And Brad Pitt's like, doesn't matter, doesn't change anything. You can't kill me. And then Norton only realises the only way to get rid of him is to blow his own head off. Yeah. So he puts the gun in his mouth. Yeah. And he pulls the trigger. Yeah. And then that smoke comes out of Brad Pitt's mouth, doesn't it? Yeah. And goes, it, what's that smell? And he says that line of, look at me, my eyes are open. Which obviously has some... It, it's got something to do with the fact that how he doesn't kill himself and he only kills brad pitt but i don't get what he means because he, he put the gun in his mouth and he's look at me my eyes are open and then shoots himself and obviously he shoots a hole in his mouth but he doesn't mm. shoot his head but it the the bullet goes straight through the back of brad pitt's brad head pitt's. So, so it's obviously a clever way of you know killing tyler and keeping himself i think the point of it was that before he meets brad pitt's character he's letting life wash over him He's not in, he's not interacting with life. Yeah. He's got a job, he's very safe, he's got a very safe flat, life is just happening to him. He will die. There is no excitement. He's not yeah. looking at the world. And what Brad Pitt's character does, or his alter ego does, is make him look at the world. Look at what the world is. Look how easily it can be destroyed. Look how much more potential you've got in you. It's like he wakes up. He mm. shoots Brad Pitt's character, and that's him waking up. Yeah. It's very much a case of Brad Pitt has all the fun and he doesn't. And it's kind of him coming to the realisation that, that that's one side of him that he thought he wanted to be, that he now realises he definitely And he has that potential in him, weirdly. Yeah. He did it. He does it all. It's yeah. It has Brad Pitt in yeah. him. Yeah. You know, if he, if he wants to do it, he has that guy who will do all those things in him. And then at the very end, so he blows his head off, Tyler Durden dies, doesn't he? Mm. Helena Bonham Carter, <laughs> who he is in lo- who he is in love with and has been in love with throughout the whole film as well, which is very clever. I don't yes. know about that. It's a bit, love's a bit strong. Is what it? would you call it? <sighs> Love. All right, I'll have that then. I don't think it's <laughs> have that. Loving. Have that. Have that. It's not love story. It's not love story. <laughs> well, anyway, they like each other, and yeah. then they stand up. He's got his head blown off. They stand up, and behind them, it's an amazing shot, don't you think? Yeah, it's an amazing shot. All the bombs go off, and all the buildings start to flatten. 
of all the credit card companies and they turn and face and watch at all the destruction which I thought was fantastic I was so pleased that everything blew up <laughs> yeah do you know what yeah. I mean I was so pleased he didn't but stop he ma- it well the yeah. building that they're in was meant to blow up but he managed to defuse that, that bomb yeah. didn't he yeah oh yeah well spotted well mm. spotted so as soon as the film finishes, my mum went, so, what are you going to rate it? And I was like, well, it, it doesn't work like that, mum. I can't just can't just finish the film and say, and she was like, what, what do you mean? What do you think your mum would rate it? Well, I don't know, but I asked her the question and she went, well, I'll be having nightmares tonight. <laughs> and I was like, right, okay. And then she went, I think I like your films more. Start, middle, end, and oh. they're happy. And I was like, yeah. Dad? What did Dad think? What did Deacon Dad, Dad, Dad think? Dad was impressed. Dad he was impressed. It. Um, it's a good film for him. Yeah, I think Mum would much rather watch Papadopoulos so, and Sons. Well, we go first, don't we, Ben? We yeah. go first. Jack, off you go. 74.994. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I loved it. I thought it was watching it. I mean, I've not seen it for a few years, but I think watch it again, Calls, in like a year or two, and you do really notice everything. Um, and it's just, I think it's very clever. It's faultless. Yeah, the the shots, the acting, direction, the script, story. It's original. Nothing really like that. So for me, it's a nine. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. The old, it's faultless, I, I it's was, perfect. No, I it's was t- the, old, nine. the old, it's faultless, couldn't have been any better. <laughs> couldn't couldn't have fantastic. thought of anything. Nine. One. <laughs> uh, yeah, same with Jay. I think for me, as a piece of filmmaking... For two and a half hours, it's extraordinary. He's doing so much with that film. The script is so complicated. It could have been an absolute turd. Yeah. You could have either gone, oh, God, that twist is shit. Or, well, I didn't get any of that twist. How did that happen? I think Norton's brilliant in it. I think Pitt is brilliant. Hannah Bonham Carter's brilliant. It looks beautiful. When I was watching it, each shot, Mm. I'm going, it must have taken hours to sort that lighting out Mm. um yeah so i can't i mean i think as a director i can't imagine how how much skill that took there were some shots in it i was like they're extraordinary so i think i'll go what did you just give it there nine Nine. i think i'm gonna go 8.5 i'm same as ben 8.5 don't you i've gone i've gone to that now because i think yeah i've i've i I can't quite go 0.25 no but i've But point five is useful, isn't it? It's useful. Yeah. It's not a nine, but it's definitely not an eight. It's fucking clever. Yeah. Finch is bloody good. Yeah, I'm. I'm same as Ben. As I said, eight point five. I, I say eight point five, but then I do think that it's a miles better film than seven. I, I, I do think. I think it's in, a better film than seven. In terms of script twist, stop. Like seven, it's a great script. It's very clever, but. You the know, writer of Seven actually was on set giving notes and changing script and stuff like that. And like, what really? is it they call it when? Um, not like supervisor. a script. Not, it's not like a super. Well, yeah, kind of like a script supervisor. Script it's like a script editor. The, the three policemen that are going to cut his balls off are all named after that writer of Seven. So he uh, called him Alex something something. Oh, his right, name, yeah, as a little in gag. But you can see where Finch has gone from Seven. You can see his style, can't you, mm. as a director, which it, is interesting. He's got a real style about him. Yeah. It's much more, I say much more, it, it's more entertaining than Seven, I think. It's a different, yeah. The fights are amazing. So, what's that, 25? 26. 26? 26 out of 30. It's a high score. This is a big film, isn't it? Yeah. 
So, next week's film, I don't think either of you have seen it. It's probably the newest film ever to feature on the Safe Cinema Club. Oh, hello. Um, came out... Frozen 2. Came out this year, I think. This year. Came out um, this year? Yeah. Bloody hell. Did it get to oh. cinema? Yeah. What, pre-Covid? Yeah. Jan, Feb, March? I, f- I think it was this year. Um, it's very Ooh. good. It's in a little... It's a tiny bit similar. It, it has a narration through it. It's one of my favourite actors. Um, uh, but it won't be one of your favourite actors. It is... <laughs> Hugh You're Grant smiling. and Gentleman. Oh, the uh, oh, the Guy Ritchie. Oh. Thing. Guy Ritchie. I tell you what. I tell you what, Ben. It's very good. It's very good. Don't watch the trailer. Trailer looks gash. As a film, it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I'd seen love it. for you to be on the poster. I didn't Talk see it because of the trailer. I think. Yeah, and it was all over the underground, and the pictures, the promo looked crap, but the film bloody good funnily enough good. the fight club um, the marketing for the film its release Fincher was absolutely outrageous for, uh, by because they advertised the film at like UFC and WWF fights it's not a fighting film is it it's not I always thought it was about fighting that's a proper film the reason that I've not watched that film is because it was about fighting and that doesn't interest me yeah. it's, it's not about fighting the no. fight scenes are very good yeah very good. So there we go. Okay. So um, well, that's interesting because I gentleman. don't. I don't think didn't want to watch the gentleman for the same reason as Jack. I thought it was a, just another. Yeah. Just Lockstock. It, I, f- I think it'll be. A, I like Lockstock. Don't get me no, wrong. No, Lockstock's good. Like making it again. Yeah. I like Lockstock, but making it again and again and again. Mm. It's a bit like when you get to the ninth Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like the first seven, but <laughs> then after that, you're a bit like, ooh. <laughs> Tr- trust me on this one. A, okay. Good great. film similarities I, I think I it, remember I, I you saying good. at work how much you liked I, I think you saw it twice didn't you no I've only seen it the once at the cinema and I just remember it being a very well put together film and good entertainment right okay. mint good so, so join us next Thursday yeah see you next week good night god bless good night good, good night, night. <laughs> even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast.